You're listening to episode number 28 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about why this idea of just say no doesn't work when it comes to food and sticking with your diet and how to make saying no feel easy and effortless. I'm master at life and weight loss coach, Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back. We are diving into another topic all around how do we say yes and no to things that we want to. And so I wanted to do this and talk about not just food and how do we stick with lifestyle habits and food choices and things like that and make saying no to certain foods feel easier in the moment. But I also want to talk about saying no and saying yes to things that are important to us this time of year. So as we get further and further into December, you can probably map out like I have my calendar for the month and I'm looking at all the different things, all the different cookie exchanges and play dates and white elephant gift parties and you know just these di- different holiday things that we're doing. And, and I want to do them. They're fun. It's exciting, but it can also feel overwhelming. And sometimes we feel obligated to do certain things that we don't actually want to do. And so I want to use this time, like today's podcast, to really talk about saying yes and saying no and setting healthy boundaries with ourselves in life in general, and then how we can apply this to weight loss and to food in particular as well. So we want to be able to say no from a place of self-love and a place of peace and confidence and say no to food, say no to events, say no to spending, say no to drains on our energy, say no as a boundary on our time and energy. And so I have this philosophy that I have to like always remind myself of getting back to of less but better. Like, how can I do less, but do it better? How can I do less around the house, but do it better? And can I spend less time in my business just from a time perspective, but make that more quality time, right? Like really looking at the quality versus the quantity. And when it when I look at my calendar and the events and things that we have going on, also looking at how can I do less but better? And so I really like this just approach and philosophy. It's something that I was thinking about at the beginning of this year, and slowly it fell away. It's one of those things that because it's not necessarily an ingrained habit, it was easy to, quote, forget, <laughs> to just keep moving on. And it, But it, I was thinking about it the other day, and this is something that I want to get back to, is the, this whole kind of framework of the less but better. And I take this as like one of my frameworks around like friendships too, of I have more like deeper connections with people with just a small group than I do like acquaintances and like general friends. Like I have fewer friends as I would call them, but I have really deep close friendships that really matter and are important to me. Like I have really close friends. I like that. I have like less 
but better quality, in my opinion, like less quantity, better quality. And so we can I can see how that is my personality style. That's my trait. It's either like I've adapted and grown into moving around all the time. And so just realizing that this is something that I get to play with and see what works and how do I want to implement this. When it comes to saying no, right, like in order to do less, we have to say no to certain things. We're going to have to say no to certain tasks. We're going to have to say no to certain events. We're have to say no to maybe no to spending this year. So really looking at how and why are we saying no? And so from this kind of life perspective, I remember as a nanny for the first family that I worked with, I really wanted the kids to like me. And so I felt like really just I I didn't I never wanted to say no because I didn't want them to not like me. And so it was really freeing and really insightful for the mom to come home one day. This is after maybe a couple of months of working with them. And she just very easily said no. It might have actually only been a few weeks. Maybe it was like six or seven weeks. But she came home and one of the kids, I think, asked for screen time or to play a game or something like that. And she just said, no. Like, it didn't mean that she didn't love them. It didn't mean that they didn't love her. It was just like a, nope, <laughs> like a very easy, casual no. And I I realized that. And that's when it dawned on me that, oh, like, I have a hard time saying no because I don't want the kids to be mad at me or I don't want them to hate me. And it was like, I can never say no to them. And maybe some of you can relate, maybe not just in a nanny position, maybe it's been with your own kids or with your own family. Like maybe you have a hard time saying no to siblings or to parents because you don't want them to be upset with you. And so it's, it's another form of people pleasing. And so it was really interesting just to pick up on this because this was in 2012. This was nearly 10 years ago. And so just realizing how ingrained some of these these habits are. And for me in particular, things like perfectionism, people pleasing, that sort of thing. It was something that I talked about in the Savor the Holidays workshop is there are these deeper underlying root forces driving everything that we do now as adults. And it impacts and has this ripple effect into how we show up on a daily basis. And it can really impact us around the holidays. So really understanding and identifying that it's okay to say no and that we have to say no in order to say yes. So we are always going to have trade-offs in life. And when I think about spending, for example, and where we want to put money, I'm always looking at, instead of saying, I can't buy that, or I don't have enough money, or I don't have money for that, or things like that where it's, I can't do this, really being intentional and talking about how I am choosing not to spend money on something. I'm saying this is not as much of a priority. I had, I actually was talking with somebody about book marketing and some different things, some different packages that she had. And when as we were going through it, I started looking at it and I was like, you know what? This actually just isn't a as much of a priority for me right now, I'm not going to spend money here. And being really confident about that and not saying I don't have the money or that's too expensive or making it anything outside of me, but really owning that decision and deciding, no, this is not where I want to spend money right now. Same thing is going to go with our time, really being smart and intentional and strategic with, all right, where am I saying no? Where am I saying yes? Because it's not all about what we say yes to. Sometimes in order to say yes, we have to say no to other things. We only have so much time in the day. Things are going to be a trade-off. But we can say no from a place of self-love and a place of self-care. We can say no as like we are going to say no to the good in order to make room for the great. That's another quote that I love is really looking at these things might be good. They might be fun. They might be things that you want to do. But in the grand scheme of things, there might be things that are just higher on that priority level. And so really just identifying and and being honest with yourself about how you feel about these things. Where are you saying yes to please other people? 
Where are you saying yes to try to make your kids happy or your spouse happy or your parents happy? Where do you want to say no and you feel like you would be bad or you would be excluded or like something big and negative would come? And I'm not saying that we have to always say no to things, to circumstances or situations. It's not always that is the issue. A lot of times we have the opportunity to change our thoughts and our mindset about them. But sometimes there are just logistical differences. So, for example, I'm teaching body pump on Friday morning. There's another class. So it's from 930 to 1030. I have another class with a like a cookie exchange afterwards that's from 10 to 11. Now, the timing of it doesn't quite work because they're on like different parts of town. So I likely won't be able to do both. I have to pick one or the other. So just really being honest about, okay, if I want to do do both, am I okay only going to the second half of the second event? Or am I okay doing this extra driving? Is this worth it? And really just being honest about, okay, what's going on later in the day? Then we have this other play date and then we're doing dinner with friends. And then and then, and where, where am I making sure that I have time to shower and get ready and make sure that I have things to bring to the play date or what, what I need for that? Do I feel prepped and ready? And does that feel like stressful or does it feel energizing and fun and exciting? And so really just starting to look at things and being okay saying no, even though it looks like a lot of fun and not and like very consciously choosing to not feel left out, to not feel like you are missing out. And that's a big thing because I think especially when it comes to events around this time of year, a lot of the thought is I don't want to feel left out. I don't want to be missing out on all the good times. I don't want to miss out on the food is another big one. But this is what we need to take and apply as we are looking at what we're saying yes and no to. We need, like when it comes to food, weight loss, exercise, diet, we also really need to be honest about where we're spending this time and not making it wrong that there's a trade-off, right? Like when I have two events that are basically at the same time, I'm going to have to pick one or the other and it's not a problem. I don't have to whine and complain and go down into the river of misery. I get to really just be honest and say, okay, here's where I would rather be spending my time. Here's what I would rather be doing. So there are some things that I'm saying no to this Christmas season. So for example, overscheduling. Like I'm really trying not to overschedule. One new thing that I'm starting to practice and play with is if I put three things on my calendar and that's it for the day. Like there are three big things. So I can have one block of working time. I can have one block that's maybe devoted to a play date or one that's towards dinner, one that's towards exercise or a workout or something like that. Today I have a haircut, for example. So that's on the calendar. But being very intentional with I have these three things that are the priority and I'm not going to try and like jam pack my schedule. I'm not going to try and fill up everything like hour by hour. To me, that feels very claustrophobic. Like I don't, I can't even come up with another like word for how that makes me feel <laughs> other than the claustrophobic. But I like that is the the sense that I get of like planning things out hour by hour just does not feel like good to me and having everything like blocked off. And I think that there's this balance around being intentional with our time and time blocking and I don't know what this exactly looks like because I'm still figuring this out and what this looks like for me in this season of life too with a house and a baby and a spouse who works outside the home and me being home and oftentimes more responsible for things around the home. So trust me, like this is something that there's always going to be this ebb and flow and trying to, as we're figuring things out, but really being honest and and looking at where can I say no? What are the events I want to say no to? 
And then within that too, also looking at, okay, if there's a four or five hour event, maybe I want to say yes to this event, but only for two hours. So for example, we've got a holiday party next Monday night, and then I have a Bible study early the next morning, which I mean, 930, it's not super early, but it's like early enough to have to get everybody up and out the door by before nine o'clock. <laughs> so like ready, looking cute, all the things, have food, all that stuff. I don't want to be out late on Monday night because I know Tuesday morning is going to be fairly early. So that means, oh, okay. So instead of going to this party from six to 10, we're going to probably go from 6.30 to eight and really look at, hey, can we go enjoy maybe a glass of wine or a cocktail? Can we have a little food and then go home and just be good. It doesn't mean that I can't go to this event, but I'm also going to be intentional with how much time I'm going to be spending at things because the Tuesday morning event is also really important and something that I want to make sure that I'm showing up for. I am saying no to Christmas cards this year. That's another thing where I like the more that I was thinking about it and just in terms of the time, in terms of when I would need to like either take the pictures, find the pictures, set up the card, order the cards, have them shipped to me, then address all the envelopes, send them out, thinking through the timeline of everything. I would have needed to probably start on this at least a week ago when I was very much busy with other things and I was prioritizing other things and like personal life, business life, like there were other things that took priority. And so being okay with that and just recognizing, hey, I can send out an email. I can send out like I can do a post on social media instead of like a card to individual people. I can still find cards that I want to send to specific people instead of doing like 50 or 75 cards to everyone we know. <laughs> so really looking at the energy and time that just the thought of having to add that to my plate is like it felt overwhelming. And so that was a very easy thing for me to say no to. It's funny because my husband was like, really? You said no to this? I would have rather not done Caleb's first birthday party and done holiday cards. And I was like, really? So it helps to talk through these things with other people too. But I also told them, hey, look, buddy, if you want to send out Christmas cards, go right ahead. Like go be my guest. <laughs> if you think that this is less work, I invite you to do this and see that it actually is more time consuming then you realize. But it's easy for him who doesn't have to do a thing when it comes to the holiday cards because I take care of it typically in the past. Like I've always been the one to initiate it. So for him, he doesn't see any of the work that goes into it. So it's easy for him to say, that seems like way less work or way less energy. Why didn't we choose to do that instead of this? And even having these conversations with people in your family, in your household of what do you want to prioritize? Talking through these. There are going to be some things that you get to decide for yourself or you get to decide for your kids and that you are in charge of. There are going to be things that yeah, you want to bring in other people and, and say, hey, we've got these options. Like we've got three options. We get to pick two. What are the two that you'd like? Stuff like that. We are saying no to like massive Christmas spending. We are looking at some other changes that may be happening in the near future. And we are we've gone ahead and told everybody too, like, hey, it, we are not planning on spending a whole lot at Christmas and we're not apologizing for it. Christmas is not about the money. It is not about how much you spend on people. And we do not have to apologize for not getting people a bunch of gifts that does not like it's not necessary. But we can tell them just what to expect. And we Zach and I are very confident and like comfortable that if it was required to spend money on people and to buy a bunch of gifts and to spend a bunch of money in order to attend a Christmas event, like we are happy to stay home. And the beautiful thing is that our family is not like that. They wouldn't ask us or require that. But we are also in a place where like 
we can we would be comfortable if that were the case. So really being able to back that up, to be able to say, no, we're not spending money on gifts this year. And maybe we'll do one family gift, but we're spending far less this year than we did last year. And that's okay. Like maybe next year or the year after that, we'll have another bigger Christmas where we spend more, but not needing it to be every single year because spending money and buying gifts is not what makes a good Christmas. And this is something I've talked about on Facebook and Instagram and just doing some different lives and things is that a good Christmas comes from our thoughts. It does not come from presents and gifts and things underneath the tree. So we really need to be mindful and aware and come back to what makes a good Christmas. Because to me, a good Christmas is spending time with family and friends. It's like being around people. It's talking and socializing and making food and having drinks and this, just the whole environment of it. Like that to me is a good Christmas. A good Christmas for for Zach and I is we actually get to be together. (laughs) We've spent many years not being able to live together, not being together for holidays, for birthdays, for anniversaries, for things like that. And now that he's no longer deployed, it's fabulous that we don't have to worry about that sort of thing. And again, like not feeling guilty for not buying more gifts, like very consciously and actively choosing to not feel guilty, choosing to not be apologetic, to not feel like, You have to like apologize for anything and know that's not why we're here. Like my, our family knows that's not why we are not going back for Christmas so that we can get a bunch of gifts. That's not what's, it's not necessary. That's not in our frame of mind. We just want to spend time with people. And especially as grandparents and great grandparents get older, like having these memories, being able to take the pictures and have these good times, like that's what's most important to us. I can't remember all the gifts that I got as a kid, but I do remember. I remember the time that we spent. I remember like laughing and telling jokes. I remember sending my cousin like <laughs> we got, we had this little inside joke and I would send her these like hilarious gifts. And like, that's what I remember. Even if we couldn't be together, it's like these these are the memories. It's not always, oh, I got this big fancy gift or I got all these items or they spent all this money on me. We want to look at during the season, how do we say no from a place of peace and confidence and self-love and having these healthy boundaries for ourselves, for our families, and also looking at how do we say no to food? Because that's another big thing that comes up this time of year. And so many people feel like they can't lose weight during the holidays because it would require them to say no to too many things or to the foods that they love. And so it's, it would require all of this willpower and all this restriction and deprivation. And I don't like that. And so it, it's just too hard. I don't want to, I don't want to have to go through that this season. I just want to relax and enjoy food. I just want to eat, drink and be merry, right? That's, that's what we typically want. And so we want to start to look at and unpack saying no and saying yes to food. So I now want to pivot into talking about food and diet and exercise and a lot of the have tos and shoulds that we often put on weight loss. And so when it comes to saying no and making saying no to food feel easier in the moment, we need to look at a couple of things. So number one, we have to fully understand why we're saying yes and why we're saying no and what we're saying yes and no to. And so often what I found is that we are saying no as a form of punishment of we get on the scale, we don't like that number, so now I don't get to eat certain foods today. Or I wake up and maybe I binged or I overate the night before, maybe I drank too much, so now I'm swearing off all alcohol, all carbs, all chocolate, all sweets, like today, now I'm just gonna do nothing. And ultimately, it's this all-in, all-out approach. And it comes from the restriction 
that leads to binging. And so this is something I talk about in the Savor the Holidays workshop as well, is this binge or it's the restrict binge regret cycle. So we start restricting because we think that's how we have to lose weight only to wind up wanting and desiring the food more because of the restriction. And so we give in, we overeat, we overconsume, and then we feel all the shame and regret. And all we know how to do is to beat ourselves up at the end of the day and be an asshole to ourselves thinking, well, okay, I just got to get back on the horse. I've just got to restrict now even harder. Now I've just got to keto harder today. Now I've just got to cut even more. And so we're saying no as a form of punishment. You weigh too much. It's a form of punishment for what you ate the day before. It's a form of punishment for what you did or didn't do in the gym. And so we really need to be conscious and aware of what are we trying to say no to. We also want to look at in the same vein is what are we saying yes to? What are we allowing? Because so often we are saying no and we are trying to restrict the foods that we love and things that we actually enjoy. And so if we are not saying yes enough to the foods that we actually like, if we are not making a realistic plan that includes foods that we enjoy eating, then it's going to be all the harder to say no. So we have to back things up and really look at this holistic view of what am I not allowed to eat in order to lose weight? What can I not eat? Because so many of us have thoughts and beliefs about, oh, I can't eat carbs or I can't eat this amount of carbs or I can't eat sugar or I can't drink wine or I can't do this. We have a lot of thoughts and excuses and justifications. We have a lot of diet rules around what we can and can't eat, what we should and shouldn't eat in order to lose weight. So a lot of things around, oh, it would be so bad to eat this or, oh, I couldn't eat that. I would just gain too much weight. This is the core foundational piece of how we lose weight eating the foods that we love is we have to stop restricting food. We have to stop thinking of food as being good or bad. And we have to start looking at all food is good. There are no good and bad foods because when we moralize food, we end up moralizing ourselves based off of what we're eating. So now I'm punishing myself because I'm bad for what I ate. And I'm now punishing myself because I'm bad because of the number on a scale. And it just creates this vicious cycle of self-criticism and self-doubt and self-loathing that doesn't go away. Even when you hit your goal weight, we never learn how to change the way that we think. And that is ultimately the problem. We have to start thinking differently about ourselves. We have to start talking nicer to ourselves as we are losing the weight. We start this self-love journey now as we're going. We don't wait until we have lost the weight in order to finally love ourselves or buy new clothes or take the trips or the vacations or get in the photos. We have to start to change that conversation. So in order to look at what we're saying no to, we want to be looking at, well, what am I saying yes to? Because I want to make sure that I'm saying yes to enough of the foods that I actually like and enjoy. And then I can look at, okay, now what are the foods that I genuinely want to say no to? Am I saying no because I think I shouldn't be eating it? Am I saying no because I decided I was going to have one dessert tonight and I've already had that one. So now it's a no, like it's a no to more. Have I decided that, you know, today I was going to not do sweets or today I was going to not do wine or I wasn't going to drink alcohol. So it's a no. So these are the types of things that we want to be really conscious and aware of and looking at why am I saying yes and no to these particular types of foods. We have to get clear and honest with ourselves about that and the food rules that we're trying to follow. And just like with time and money and events and things going on, as with life, there are going to be trade-offs when it comes to food. So for me, I know I am fine 
not doing an appetizer and doing dessert or deciding, hey, I'm really in the mood for this appetizer. So maybe I'll do that in a cocktail and I won't get dessert. I'm fine making these trade-offs. I am fine saying, you know what? I really want the loaded French fries. So I'm going to do a salad with steak or a salad with salmon or something like that. Or I really, I love the pretzel at this one restaurant, this like big giant pretzel with mustard and there's queso and all kinds of dips and fun stuff. And that's one of our favorite appetizers. And it's all just bread. (laughs) It's like bread and condiments and it's delicious. And so when we go and we get that, especially if we're going to take friends and guests there, we are often going to get that appetizer. So I know, okay, well, I'm just going to be mindful about what I'm having at my meal. I'm probably not going to get pasta. If I do like a burger or a sandwich, maybe I'll do it with a lettuce wrap. Maybe I'll do the salad. Maybe I'll do the chicken lettuce wraps as a meal instead of something else that was very bread heavy. So it's not that I can't have these things. It's that I'm going to be looking at where can I make these trade-offs? What am I in the mood for? What am I okay saying yes and no to? And this is the big thing of not restricting and saying I can't have that or I can't eat that. And so it's really interesting just looking back on my days of trying to exercise more and eat less and low carb harder and really avoiding carbs and fat and all the foods only to have all the cravings and urges and be eating protein bars and popcorn and snacking and still getting in carbs and things later on in the night, but just trying to restrict and avoid what I could eat in a restaurant at lunch or at dinner. I actually weigh less now than I did when I was previously trying to restrict. And I'm not running, I'm not cutting out carbs, but I am being mindful and aware. And you get to decide the trade-offs that you want to make and you get to decide when you make them. That's the big thing is there is nobody outside of you who can tell you what you can and can't eat or you should eat this, not that. You get to be the one who decides I'm in the mood for this. I would really like that. I've got clients who some of them like more of the carbs, the bread, the savory items, the chips. I've got other clients who like more of the sweets, um, like cake, cookies, candy. And so neither one of them are wrong. They get to decide what their trade-off is going to be, though. And I'm also looking at how do I fuel and nourish my body to where I feel good and I stay energized? So instead of saying, oh, this piece of candy is going to be my carbs or these cookies are going to be my carbs with my lunch, really looking at, okay, am I getting in some like healthy food that's going to fuel me through my day too? And also recognizing when we say, try and say no, and that just creates cravings for our body because our body is either freaking out. Either we are trying to cut calories, we're trying to cut carbs, we're trying to cut fat, we're trying to do these big massive swings and cut way too much and like way too quickly to where now our body is, oh crap, there's a famine. Oh no. So it's going to send out more hunger hormones and hunger signals. It's going to send out more urges for food. It's going to send out more cravings because it is trying to get you to eat because it's, oh shit, something has gone wrong. Like literally our brains are designed to keep us alive. So we have to be aware when we are trying to say no to too much or no to too many things, no in this big, massive fashion. So one thing that I'd encourage you to say no to is say no to these trying to make these big, massive changes because the restriction only leads to binging and overeating in the end. And what we have found is that when we reduce the restriction, when we can release that death grip we have around food, the binging stops. When we give ourselves access to the quote forbidden foods and the bad foods, when we stop saying that they're bad and we actually allow them and create a healthy relationship with them, the overeating stops because we now have created this healthier process to food. This is one of the the core things that I talk about in the Savor the Holidays workshop and in the End Emotional Eating workshop is how do we do this? Because it's not just about 
creating a healthy relationship to food. Like that is piece number one. That is an essential foundational piece that we must have. But we also build upon that. And so we also have to look at our thoughts about food. We have to look at our thoughts about saying no. Because a lot of times when no is a punishment, when no means I'm restricting, I can't have it, I'm deprived, when we keep telling ourselves these things, we make it harder and we create unnecessary suffering for ourselves. We want to look at how do we make these trade-offs and recognize that trade-offs are not a problem. It's normal. It's good. It's healthy. It does not need to be an issue. It becomes an issue when we dwell on it and we make it an issue. We also want to look at how can I reward the no, especially in the beginning. If you are looking at how do I go from drinking four glasses of wine a night to three, like those would be some of the, the steps that I would recommend of like, how do I go from eating three protein bars a day to one? And really looking at taking these small, simple steps and then rewarding the action, rewarding when you say no. And it doesn't have to be every single day, but for me, I will track my successful urges is what is how I ref, you know reference them is that every time I say no because I'm not hungry, I'm actually just tired, I'm satisfied. When I say no from a good place, I write that down and I track it. And then after 15 of them, I get a prize, I get a reward. I, there's a, something that I do to celebrate that. And it doesn't have to be a prize or a reward with food. It can be something like buying a new pair of clothes like a new pair of pants or a new pair of shoes. It could be buying a new purse. It might be getting a massage or a pedicure or something that I actually enjoy. And the key here is that this is what's going to get us into the habit of making this a habit. It's not something you have to do for the rest of your life. Right? This is not an indefinite forever and ever thing. You don't always have to be rewarding yourself. We need to, though, start in the beginning by training our brain that no is a good thing. And we want to start to create more of that short-term immediate reward. So when I know my reward is coming in like two weeks, that's much easier than my reward coming six months down the road. That doesn't feel like good enough or worth it. So we want to just start to really understand how our brains work and operate and how do we work with our psychology instead of against it. Stop trying to keep fighting yourself and actually work with your body, work with your brain, make this work with your lifestyle. That is the key here. And we also can start to, we can even reward actions instead of results. And that's what this is. It's looking at the action of saying no, of saying, I'm not going to eat that tonight because of these reasons that I feel good about. And so now I'm going to reward the action instead of I can only reward myself when the scale goes down. I can only reward myself if I lose inches. I can only reward myself when, when you have these results, when I'm a certain size really looking at how do I give myself these rewards and these treats, not just food treats, but nice things for yourself. How do I do this from a place of love and con- and do it based off of the actions that I'm taking or, or maybe even not taking, like what you're abstaining from? Maybe if you decide, hey, I want to quit drinking, maybe it looks like after 14 days of not drinking any alcohol, I get a small reward. We're going to reward the action, not just the end result. And I think that's a big piece. The other aspect here is that we get to start rewarding ourselves with our thoughts. We need to be praising ourselves. We need to be giving ourselves that high five, that hell yes, you rocked. That's awesome. You are doing so good. I'm so proud of you. This is how we need to be talking to ourselves. Think of somebody outside of you, like maybe it's a, a parent, a spouse, a kid, a coach, somebody who you would love to hear words of praise and affirmation from. And now start saying them to yourself. Start praising yourself for the action that you're taking, not just for the results, but for that action. 
And this is how we shift out of needing that physical reward is because we also train our brain to reward ourselves with praise internally and give ourselves that internal praise. That's another big piece. So we want to look at praising ourselves and looking at making sure that this is in alignment and not simply, well, I'm saying no because I shouldn't be eating this and now I get to praise myself whenever I say no to the carbs because the carbs are bad. We just want to be mindful and aware of why we're saying yes and why we're saying no to certain things. That's a it's just a big foundational piece of we have to have that core foundation if we want all of this to take hold. Otherwise, we're just going to need willpower for the rest of our lives and it's never going to be sustainable. It's only going to set you up to fail because you will gain the weight back inevitably. You're going to be scared to go out to eat. You're going to be scared to have nights out. You're going to be scared of eating anything else other than what you ate to lose weight. And it's not going to create the life that you actually want. And that's what we want is how do we lose weight the way that we can live it and lose weight the way that we can enjoy holidays and vacations and time with family and friends. This is how we do it. This is one of the pieces. We have to start to question and look at why we're saying yes, why we're saying no. All right, this is just a snapshot and a glimpse into the work that I do with my clients and really starting to change their mindset, to change their thoughts about food, about weight loss, about their bodies, about their life, about their careers, their spouse, their kids, all of these bigger things. They all come together and the body and the weight loss, this is only one piece of it. And this alone is not going to make you happy. What we get to focus on is what will, and that's being a nicer person to yourself, talking better to yourself, creating the life that you truly want. And this is what I can help you do is really look at how do you say no and put healthy boundaries around your time, energy, money, food, things like that, and saying no because you love yourself and not trying to people please your way through the holidays. So if this is something you would like some help with, then I would love to chat. You can book a free call at bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule. And I will put a link in the description as well so that you can get, find a day and time that works for you on my calendar. And we're going to set up some time to talk and we'll get, we'll spend one hour together really diving into looking out where are you right now? What's going on with this month? Where do you want to be in six months, in 12 months? And then really looking at what are the true obstacles standing in your way? Because what is an obstacle likely isn't the real problem. But I'll help you see what the real challenges are, what the real obstacles are. And a lot of times they're ourselves. A lot of times it's our own thoughts. It's our own beliefs. It's our own unbelief that we have, our own lack of confidence. I'll help you create this roadmap for what it would look like to actually hit this goal, be able to lose the weight and keep it off, eating the foods that you love, regardless of what circumstances come up in 2022. So if you would like my help, then I would love to chat. All right, y'all, we are closing in on the end of the year and let's make this count. Don't throw away the rest of the year. We still have good weeks to be working with. All right, we've got three weeks left. Let's make it awesome. All right, here's to creating the body and life you crave, especially during the holidays. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.